One, two, test. One, two. One, two, test. One, two. One, two, two, test. One, two, 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 two. One, two, test. One, two. And now you're listening to Finlay Hall Podcast. Wednesday, the 10th of January. Wednesday. So, I'm waiting on the bus. It's uh, about half past two. I didn't do very well this morning, but also this morning there was a there was a an alarm that went off, like a state alarm, and there was sirens, and I got an emergency thing on my phone, which I'll play for you now. sure what 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 it would be used like that was a test but what's the real situation where that would be used and I was thinking like nuclear war maybe you get a text on your phone that says take cover and uh, then I was thinking where would I go I'd probably go to the basement of the house that I live in but I don't think that would be very safe I think my chances wouldn't be good but at least I'd have time to sort of prepare a little bit because uh, the siren was quite loud and the the phone thing worked. We've got Matthew messaging in about his resolutions. He's got quite a good list here. I'll tell you what they are. He's got resolutions and challenges. So, resolutions. Be more mindful, which I think everyone could do. Mindfulness just means noticing, really. Noticing the present moment instead of just rushing through things. Just just notice the feelings in your body and the emotions you feel. And that allows you to sort of not react so much to your emotions immediately. It allows you to be in control and, uh, you know, but also kind of go with them more. If you're happy and you notice that you're happy, then you can kind of appreciate it more. And if you're sad, you can notice it and sort of feel the sadness instead of just sort of feeling crap, if you know what I mean. Um, alright next resolution was more time chilling outside well uh, Norway's a good place for that eh it's bloody freezing okay <laughs> don't work to serve the ideal self work to serve the authentic self I'm not really sure what that means I might ask Matt to explain that one be clear in my motivations. That's his motivations, not my motivations. Uh, but that's that's nice too. 
I think just uh, remembering your values. Challenges, dry January. And the next challenge is draw on every paper bag I get from Sainsbury's Bakery. I suppose that's more or less of a challenge depending on how much you shop at the Sainsbury's Bakery. For me it's not a lot since there's no Sainsbury's in Norway. Uh, Alright, well I'm going to go and get a light bulb and also, what else am I doing? I don't know, I don't know folks. Send my bank letter, my bank letter arrived so that's fun. I'm going to have a bank account soon hopefully. Speak soon. Okay, so I'm in uh, art school now, and I'm reading this book called Art and Fear. I can't remember where I heard of this. I have a feeling it might have been on the Blind Boy podcast, but maybe not. Anyway, there's this passage that I think sums up some things that i was been thinking the past few days. Basically, the thing I was thinking was the mantra... Trust in the process. Trust in the process. Trust in the process. And cause, because basically, I didn't really like the first podcast, or it was okay, but it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Um, or something like that. And the thing that I then was thinking to myself was, you have to make the thing in order to look at the thing to make it better. You can't just make something great straight away because how do you know what great looks like if you don't know what kind of mediocre looks like? So that's why you have to do things a lot and improve on them and and see what doesn't work and things and, and basically embrace the failure. So here's a little passage from Art and Fear that... I thought sort of summed up nicely. This is Art and Fear by David Bales and Ted Orland. Making art and viewing art are different at their core. The sane human being is satisfied that the best he slash she can do at any given moment is the best he slash she can do at any given moment. That belief if widely embraced, would make this book unnecessary, false, or both. Such sanity is, unfortunately, rare. Making art provides uncomfortably accurate feedback about the gap that inevitably exists between what you intended to do and what you did. In fact, if art making did not tell you, the maker, so enormously much about yourself then making art that matters to you would be impossible. To all viewers but yourself, what matters is the product, the finished artwork. To you, and you alone, what matters is the process, the experience of shaping that artwork. The viewers' concern are not your concerns, although it's dangerously easy to adopt their attitudes. Their job is whatever it is, to be moved by art, to be entertained by it, to make a killing off it, whatever. 
your job is to learn to work on your work. For the artists, that truth highlights a familiar and predictable corollary. Art making can be a rather lonely, thankless affair. Virtually all artists spend some of their time, and some artists spend virtually all of their time, producing work that no one else much cares about. It just seems to come with the territory. But for some reason, self-defence perhaps, artists find it tempting to romanticise this lack of response, often by heroically picturing themselves peering deeply into the underlying nature of things long before anyone else has eyes to follow. Romantic, but wrong. The sobering truth is that the disinterest of others hardly ever reflects a gulf in vision. In fact, there's generally no good reason why others should care about most of any one artist's work. The function of the overwhelming majority of your artwork is simply to teach you how to make the small fraction of your artwork that soars. One of the basic and difficult lessons every artist must learn is that even the failed pieces are essential. X-rays of famous paintings reveal that even master artists sometimes made basic mid-course corrections or deleted really dumb mistakes by overpainting the still wet canvas. The point is that you learn how to make your work by making your work. And a great many of the pieces you make along the way will never stand out as finished art. The best you can do is make art you care about, and lots of it. The rest is largely a matter of perseverance. Of course, once you're famous, collectors and academics will circle back in droves to claim credit for spotting evidence of genius in, early, in every early piece. But until your ship comes in, the, whole, the only people who will really care about your work are those who care about you personally. Those close to you know that making the work is essential to your well-being. They will always care about your work, if not because it is great, then because it is yours. And this is something to be genuinely thankful for. Yet however much they love you, it still remains as true for them as for the rest of the world. Learning to make your work is not their problem. It's mine is the subtext, or it's yours. So uh, that was a little passage, I thought, and uh, trust in the process, trust in the process. Yeah, seems it's quite a small book. I'm going to read it all. Uh, quite often I get books out and not read them, but that's bad. So, because why not? Just fucking read it. Another book I got was by someone called Bojana Kunst, or Bojana Kunst, called Artists at Work. Artist at Work, Proximity of Art and Capitalism. And it's about, on the back says, the main affirmation of artistic practice must today happen through thinking about the conditions and the status of the artist's work. Only then can it be revealed that what is a part of the speculations of capital is not art itself, but mostly artistic life. Artist at Work examines the recent changes in the labour of an artist and addresses them from the perspective of performance. So that's a thing which I'm going to read also. And I'll let you know how that... I'll, I'll, I'll let you know if there's any nice excerpts from that. Um, so that's what I'm reading just now. Later, I'm going to go and ask for a job at Café Harvark, uh, which is a cool little venue...
that I saw a band called Sex Judas featuring Ricky just before Christmas. Recommend them, check them out. Okay, speak later. I'm walking up the hill and uh, I went to ask if I could have a job and they said they didn't need anyone so that's fine I just need to find a job Uh, and it's kind of in times I don't know, I was speaking to Belen, my friend who's from Ecuador at school and we were talking, well she was telling me that there's like a civil war that erupted sort of yesterday and today in Ecuador Um, so that's crazy and horrible and she was telling me what it's like in Ecuador how the sort of narcos gangs are just in control of everything. They have more money than the government. They control the prisons. So if you are in prison, you have to like pay rent, pay for food and things like that to these gangs that run the prisons. Uh, It's quite crazy. I can't really imagine it, to be honest. But... She's kind of saying that it's as if she's doesn't have she doesn't have a home now. Like she said, imagine if Scotland was just gone. You know? For for me that is. Imagine if one day you woke up and Scotland was gone. That's what it feels like for her. So things like that makes you feel like and I said this to her, you know, these sorts of problems, it's like at school they're like oh so what are you doing in your practice and things sometimes that can feel like a luxury problem oh I don't know what I'm going to make you know but then there's all this other stuff happening in the world on top that's but I think in a way making something making things is like a way to survive and I think that's maybe a good way to think about it. Anyway, I'm going to sign off for now. Speak to you tomorrow. Hope you're all having a lovely day and a lovely night and a lovely life. All right, thanks for listening again. Oh, I'm going to, maybe not now, to maybe tomorrow I'm going to write a thing for the end. But just imagine that there's me saying something over the end music. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Also, footnote, I have to remember this is an experiment. Thanks for listening to my experiment. I've got also an idea for some... I think I just need to be... have an experimental mindset. Which I could experiment with that, in fact. Also, maybe one week I just do things like describe nice trees that I see once a day 
another time I could talk about all the food I've eaten or I could talk about talk I could interview someone new every day or something like that so that's that's all things that I can do hopefully get somewhere cool get a million listeners I worked out that actually to sustain this podcast all I need is for each of my listeners to give me okay that's the end of the footnote bye